good people of Los Angeles. We back another FCFC pod. Pukogi pod. It's a cross pod. We've been podding a lot with mm. our with our uh, Zoom calls and our non backyard lives. We get the opportunity to hang out with other pods. And on tonight's pod, we have Julie and Hannah of the Pukogi pod. They are experts in all things love, men, women, advice, fitting together, staying together, coming apart, Ooh. figuring it out, oh. self love, self ownership, self control. Perhaps personality tests. We get into a little bit of that. Is Alex a forgiver? You don't even know who that is because he goes by Dweez. We got Spice. <laughs> we got Slim. We got me just using my nickname, my real name, all sorts of names. We're on digital screens, losing our physical minds. Mm. <laughs> Do you want to hit us with the warning, Slim? Ladies and gentlemen, we are all at home. So all the background noise of the backyard is not with us, but we still have the profanity, so if you're around children or at work where you shouldn't be listening to such language, this is probably a good time to stop listening. Shit. Hope you guys aren't lonely, you little shits. <laughs> FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod, where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. It's your favorite Korean thicky. I'm still here. I survived COVID. It's your boy Slim. Sitting ever so sexily with his legs crossed on the screen. We got Josh, sexy spice, a little everything nice. I'm like Michelle Pfeiffer's out here, y'all. I, I don't even know what you said right now. <laughs> and we got... The big dweez, Mr. Throw some tea on that bit. Y'all know what it is. Oh, you got to get that closer to the mic. That was a really Oh, you weird. couldn't hear it? Yeah, that oh. was really oh. weird, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm popping that's... cans. I'm popping cans. Hey, Spice, if you can, can you, like, you know, figure out something to do with that audio? Like, we need to Gosh, make Gosh, edit point. Moment. Edit point, right? Yeah. And tonight, we have two very special guests on the pod through zoom uh these two young ladies are navigating these streets uh through this weird dating era and uh they go ahead and tell their story for us weekly to to hear them work it out so we have hannah lee and julie i didn't get your last name from (laughs) everyone every non-korean's favorite meat dish the pugo yi pod is on the pod tonight. Hey. How y'all doing? Cheers. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you for being on. Um, we have one person here that's happily married, Big Dweez, and uh, mm-hmm. Josh and I needed some guidance according to to our FCFC pod fam uh, chiming in through Instagram. So 
Spice went ahead and, and set up the appointment for you guys to give us a little guidance and, and you know, help us figure out love. But basically, before- basically, yes. they've, a- they've asked me to not ask. They basically told me to never give them advice. They're not they're not satisfied with my dating <laughs> advice that I give them week in, week out on the podcast, off the podcast. And so they had to reach. They had to outsource. They don't trust me when it comes to love, basically. So they found some experts and. Yeah, like we're happy to have great you. for stories. I don't know. If, I mean, he is happily married. But oh, well, we actually got a different story from Spice. Mm-hmm. He said, our host Dweez is happily married and refuses <laughs> to share any advice. So wow. I think y'all need to figure that out. <laughs> the controversy on the pod. We haven't been able to record in person for a while. So let's just say our inner dramas are festering. <laughs> I mean, I just have to say as someone who just took the via personality quiz that honesty rates very high on my list. And so I'm. I think I'm in the oh, right shoot. here. As someone and who just took the, the via, one who <laughs> as someone who just took the via personality quiz, uh, the thing that I struggle the most with is forgiveness. We'll touch on that later. I can't wait to get in. I can't wait to get in on wait, that. Wait, can, can I begin by saying, Hannah and Julie, it's such an honor. Usually, I'm just I'm, I'm listening to you guys riff on on the dating life, on, um, on, on the richness of the text that is dating throughout COVID. Am I, am I the head of the, the, Go- the Gogi gang fan club or is this going to somebody Why else? Why did you say Gogi like that though? The Gogi? The Gogi? <laughs> the the Gogi gang fan club? Gogi? The Gogi? <laughs> the Prugogi pod? I'm, I'm so um, sorry. I apologize to Gogi. No, it's okay. The white people are still calling the Bulgogi pod. The Caucasian listeners are still calling it the bulgogi. We need them. We need the I whites. I love bro. fermented foods. <laughs> I love kimchi. 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 Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're our biggest bulgogi fan. Maybe top ten. I would say top ten. You top definitely 10. make top ten for okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but from there, I think um, you need to prove so, your worth. So what what bit. have you what's some of the uh the gems and jewels that you've picked up from the Pugo U pod since you started listening? Um this is one I picked boys up early. Love I think. Drama. Oh. Boys and I I yeah, that's that's something <laughs> that they say. You know what? I'm just gonna repeat it's I think the uh, men are trash is something that I've picked up earlier on, right? <laughs> don't don't ghost. I think there's something about um Testing don't test possible uh, hinge states on Frank Ocean lyrics is was that was that an episode you guys touched on? Oh, that's accurate. That's accurate. Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Um, don't. I just listened to this episode yesterday, uh, so I'm fresh. But there's one about um, don't compare your thigh size to a woman's thigh size. They do not enjoy it. Is that also <laughs> on point? Yes, yes. Very Boy, I got so, you. Yeah. I feel Gems. like I'm moving up the power rankings already. Gems. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think my favorite tidbit was, um, what did you say? Uh, uncommunicated expectations are um, pre- premeditated meditated. disappointment. Yeah, there we go. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, did, I did a couple finger snaps when I heard that. Word. I'm just I'm just yeah. here for the green light or the green flags. I like the green flags, just the whole concept of green flags. I think we all need to just keep yeah. running with the green flags. And this is just a year where I want to see green flags for my my co-hosts over here. You know, guys, green flags. I want you guys to look for green flags in all of your dating and love affairs. 
Oh, All right, yeah. we're just going to drink. Us of some? Remind us of some of your uh, green flags. Well, where are some of my green flags? <laughs> when they're toxic? <laughs> you like that? When they ignore I mean, me? But, yeah, uh-huh. when they don't respond for like five hours. I mean, that, that is kind of how you hooked them in in the beginning, right? It did work on one of you. I forget who it was. Honestly, a little factual. Yeah, you gotta play. You gotta play the game a little bit. Maybe not too much. There, there needs to be a balance. But for sure, you gotta play the game. Yeah. I mean, speaking about playing games, I feel like mm-hmm. our listeners deserve some context around who it is that you guys are and and how you guys got here. So, Louise, you want to hit them with a, a first and second question? Well, now that you know, we've already dove into what we will be diving in further in the future why don't we just take wait. it back why don't we just take it back to the beginning um you know normally on this podcast we talk to people about their oldest football memories and coming into this right before we started recording we heard that there's been some trips overseas there's been some man city games attended but i want to know just as casual, normal citizens who haven't been infected with the bug of being obsessed with this sport, as many of our listeners and guests have been, what are your oldest memories of the sport of football or some say soccer? Ooh. Yeah, for me, I actually spent a short amount of time of my life in Korea. And so I specifically remember going to a game and I had to ask my parents and it was in 1999. So I was two years old (laughs) and so I remember being in the crowd um and they would spread out like the Korean flag over all of the audience and so I was underneath like part of it and I remember chanting like yeah and so that is definitely my earliest memory how I remember that from when I was two I don't know maybe maybe I believe in reincarnation Sounds like a golden memory. <laughs> golden memory. Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, that was mine. That was... Yeah, yeah, mine. So I was five in 2002 um, mm. when we made it, correct me if I'm wrong, semifinals. She's right? correct. You are yep, on. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I was here in LA, Koreatown Plaza, <laughs> holding onto my mom's hand and then my other hand was holding my sister's hand and just a room full of strangers with um the game being played on a projector um and with those like at soccer games those like foam air thingies oh, that you also get at hollywood bowl and you just kind of yeah you have those the thunder yeah, sticks. yeah. The same song so that's my first memory uh, beautiful 2002 well considering half of our guests their first memories are either the 94 World Cup, the 98 World Cup, or the 2002 World Cup. You guys are like fitting right in with everyone. You're officially like perfect guests. So thank you. Uh, and that's the end guests. of the podcast. Perfect so we'll guests. see you guys later. No, I'm just Okay. Bye. Um, Bye. No, uh, now to get into, you know, your area of expertise, something that we're all learning to or eager to learn about tonight is uh, I wanted to ask what your oldest, I don't know, your oldest love memory is you know like your oldest romantic love like where you drawn a valentine for a kid in your class you know eight seats away or perhaps something else a carnival maybe let's hear it Ooh. would you like to take this one first <laughs> there's too many <laughs> she was really well, popular pick your, pick your she's favorite. always been pick your so favorite. popular <laughs> yeah. 
pick my favorite. Okay, I was saving this one to share on our pod, but I'll share it here first. Mm. Wow. I'll share it here first. Mm. First look. Okay, there is there are younger ones. Actually, oh, oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Maybe I take that back. I can't share that one because there's an even funnier one. <laughs> so when I was in um the third or fourth grade, which actually, oh, sorry, take that back too. I haven't shared this one either. So we're, we're right back on track. In my third or fourth grade, there was this little I'll say this little kid, but I was also a little kid who had a crush on me. And, you know, like, we're not about to be going on dates by ourselves. I don't know about nowadays, but um, so we went to Mulligan's with his dad and his little brother. Um, and his dad was like super into Mulligan's, <laughs> like had <laughs> thousands and thousands of like points and tickets like saved up, like so much so that he has like a pouch for it. And it doesn't matter if I like only got a hundred that day, he'll like, if I wanted a teddy bear, he'll pull out from that little pouch and I was able to get whatever daddy brownies over there. But um, yeah, he uh, would always get his mom to ask my mom for play dates in elementary school. So I went on a lot, a lot of dates with him in elementary school to Mulligan's every, I want to say we were in the same fourth grade class, maybe like once every two months. Once every two months. Wow. And was it game? What's <laughs> game? Ask his mom to ask my mom, who then asked me if I wanted to go on a play date with the guy. So people have been blowing up your phone and your mom's phone for since you since as early as you can remember. Yeah, third grade. No, you know, I'm just like kindergarten. Since preschool. Since preschool. Are y'all are holding hands in line? Is that is that what's going on in third grade in Mulligan's? <clears throat> boys definitely had cooties back then so i don't know if i did that um maybe we shared an apple an i don't know <laughs> I, mean, I, I was never i never i don't know i never you know even now i don't let them i don't let them hold my hand too easily oh she actually really never. doesn't on the first oh. day absolutely so maybe we went as far as sharing an apple Mm. yeah no touching, I think that's, though. that's not, isn't that more intimate than 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 hand holding <laughs> yeah that's what adam and eve did <laughs> the, the original sin oh nice oh, I like the that. Original oh. Sin. Sin. that's how it all started Jeez. Wow, well had, 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 how about you we're, we're talking about we're talking about first first loves is it third grade is it fourth grade is it a little later what are we talking wow i mean i would say in elementary school i really was not interested in boys and boys were not interested in me i'm like julie um and so i guess the first thing that comes to mind is in middle school um it was my first boyfriend and so it was a big deal like everyone's like oh my gosh Hannah and this guy are dating and we dated for about two months and I would say that at like the peak of our relationship was um was when I decided to have a co-ed birthday party (laughs) so I think that was a really big deal is to actually invite guys over so I specifically Mm -hmm. remember um that was like one of the first times that he like held my hand oh we were right outside in my backyard we were sitting um on like one of our ledges and so yeah that was my first boyfriend um and since then uh, we're still Facebook friends, so you could say the spark is not alive, not alive at all. 
<laughs> that's actually bring something up. When was your guys' first co-ed oh, no. like birthday parties? Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no 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 no. I wonder if they can hear us singing. <laughs> we can. What the hell was that? And now your screen is frozen. I feel like y'all bewitched the the Zoom real quick. Okay, you're back. You're back. Okay. So sorry. What did? Can you please repeat your question? Oh no, no. Then? I was asking. Um, well, that was fucking you, wild. Oh my god. Yeah, that, I thought you guys were just hit the soundboard. That was kind of crazy. Um, no, but I was asking like Spice, Dweez, Julie. Like, when was when were your guys' first like co-ed parties? And do you guys remember it? Mm. I've never not had co-ed parties. Hey. Oh, damn, boy. Hippie life. Yeah, it was always mixed and matched and things were just happening from the from the get-go. I was an early note passer. I was kissing on the playground, oh. all that stuff. Yeah. It was a, you sluzy. Yeah. It was <laughs> always slow. it was always it was always happening. I, it was never not I don't remember not having crushes and not no having No wonder you're constant. happily married, you little hussy. No, that's the most surprising part. I had never thought I was gonna get married. That's like the you know, the surprise of it all. So whatever you think is gonna happen to you now, you never know. Mm. Spice, spice. Oh, sorry, I'm just I'm I'm taking it all in. I Dweez for the Purgogi Pod girls, Dweez is like will continually say things that like you just you know you're not expecting, but eventually you like be, come to expect in a weird way. Like Dweez has chased women across continents before. So this is a man who's done it all, seen it all, and he's ended up with this one true love. So I'm loving it. I'm glad that we have wow. this kind of divert diversity. In, um, all thanks to the almighty powerful tinder true yeah. true and that's something i'm excited so like when i was just thinking about notes being passed and i'm like picturing you guys who you know are a generation under me and slim like you know you guys did you even have a note passing phase or did people already like text each other in middle school because you guys all had cell phones already i mean like or was it like so big like you guys had texting so it was a move just for a dude to like hand write a letter hmm actually my second boyfriend that's how he hey, asked me out was number two a letter was a letter he had one of our friends actually julia who's one of our good friends like write mm -hmm. a letter for him um and like I think it was a big thing to, to like not talk directly to the person, yes, yes. but talk like through people. So like you would get the input from the friends, be like, oh, mm. is she interested? What's up? Um, but you know what shit would happen is um, like he'll want to get to know you through that friend. And I've had a sitch where like he started liking her instead. Mm. So like she was trying to play wing woman and then he started liking her. So I don't know about that. Yeah, it always happens yeah. like that. That's, That's pretty much sweet. what Neo's first hit was about, guys. <laughs> Sam, they, they don't, Sam, they don't remember Neo. And well, actually, no, they brought something fun up. Like, did you, did you guys? No, have... I don't know. Do you guys know Neo? I was supposed yeah. to go to his concert back in Manchester, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 I think you guys are. To be fair, so I, I live near SC, USC, and um, there's we had a roommate for a while in the main house. Okay. We got some, we got some V's flying up. Um, and she was born in 2001, two, no, 2000. She might be 2000 or 99. 
So she's a little bit younger than you guys. And I, one time we had a whole, our evening got interrupted and almost ruined because of T.I. Because I was like, oh yeah, it's that T.I. song. And she's like, who's T.I.? And I was like, wait, what? Like, who's T.I.? And, I, and, I, and we had this, it just went, cr- like, it just, and she would bring up names of some YouTubers and internet celebrities that I'd never heard. And the same thing would happen for her. She would like fall down on the ground and be like, oh my God, like you live in a different universe than me. So sometimes... I, I just want to make sure that Slim's references are hitting right. But obviously the girls are just offended that I said that they didn't know who Neo was. So they're obviously cultured, schooled. They've checked out all of the R&B legends over the years. So they're prepared for these things. And I apologize for doubting you ever. I will never doubt. All right. Do we, my oldie bug hoodie, please. I have a question. Mm. So we came up in middle school during the three-way call era. Where, like, they were talking about how, you know, like, nobody talks directly and blah, 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 blah. And, like, you would always hit up, you, you know, your homegirls on the line. You hit up your homie that she likes or whatever, or vice versa, however it goes. Did you guys go through that era, too? The three-way calling era at all? No, right? That, Not oh at all. Oh, my God. Those Not were the all. sneakiest, most deceiving of times during during the dating era. Of when Wait, we so how does, how does that yeah. work? Like, how does that work? So there's no cell phones, like so it's all landlines, right? So like, oh, you know, yeah, your your home, <laughs> <laughs> your homegirl would call you, and then you like a girl, and you're like, all right, like we need to figure out like if she's feeling this, so she would call her, and then I would just stay quiet, like while we're on three way, <laughs> boom, you you get the interview down, you get the oh, facts, wow. like, you're oh, out of mean there, girls, like that. Yeah. Oh my yes. god, you guys needed reference movies to know about what we're talking about. Oh, I'm so old. <laughs> Spice, yeah, did you exactly have three-way calling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I was you at the st- tail I was at the very tail end of that because the um, the sidekick had come out and then people were just like texting everybody. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of where the, the three-way calling kind of ended because like Nokia and Sidekick and all that shit. Came yep, out. yep. If you don't have a cell phone, you were you weren't gonna get any dates anyways. You a busta ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you busta. The busta brought me back. <laughs> Fucking scrub ass motherfucker. Did you know about TLC? Tell me you guys know about TLC. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. See, they're cultured. They're cultured. I told you, Slim. Don't doubt them. I already, yeah. I already was at the firing line. I already went under the bus for the whole rest <laughs> yeah, of us. Come on, Slim. All right. That's my bad. That's my bad. I'm drink some more. <laughs> oh shots I, I one thing i wanted to ask and because we just talked about co-ed birthdays and my thing is i was co-ed everything because i went to a korean church right this is mm. like my entire cultural understanding of what like relationships look like what large gatherings look like is all developed by like my church history and i know we've been trying to do a church episode that i've been putting off but i think this is a nice way to kind of dip our feet in the pool a little bit but I think it's really taught me an interesting way to being like what a relationship and what dating can look like within that context. Because like, it's like super interesting when you're so, the demographic is so focused. Not only are you Korean in America, but you share the same faith and you share a zip code, right? All of those things together make this kind of mm-hmm. cocktail of like, you maybe you should match up like this or match up like that. And there are right ways to do it and wrong ways to do it. But you guys grew up in church as well, right? Did you guys kind of face anything in terms of like when you wanted a date or have like boyfriends at a young age? Like, did you find like that there was church pressure to do so or not do so? Isn't the church pressure always not to do so until you're like 35? 
yeah. until you're 35 and they're like why are you still single yeah like oh we yeah. should be praying for you different <laughs> <laughs> there's separate mini- yeah. dude, i don't know yeah. if you know this but yeah. there's separate adult ministries established for singles to just all gather and meet and to be like singles from the age mm. of 29 to about 47 all get together and be like how do we make this thing work and compromise yeah. and i Go ahead. Uh, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it, and when you're in the church circuit, you know that there's like certain churches, like if you're not married by 40, like the church might be a little cultish, but like you'll get married. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out my Moonies out here. Hey. Madison Square Garden, marrying thousands at a time, baby. Let's go. Oh, my. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, I think for us, it was really, really discouraged because we went to the same church for a bit growing up and one of the main things was like, yeah, it's fine if you guys are dating, but the only thing is like, if and when you guys break up, someone always ends up leaving. And so I think that's where the hesitation mm. comes in. And I think that, I mean, the reason behind that is probably because like we're at such like a young, impressionable age. So if you're leaving the church in like middle school, high school, like chances are you may not go back. And so I think that's like a large part of it. Um, And then at least for me, like kind of growing out of like youth group and um, all of that and like having to go off and find my own church in college, I really didn't like dating within like the Korean American Christian community in general, because I always felt like everyone knows everyone as it is. And like whoever you're dating, there's, there's already so much pressure when you're dating, but because everyone's so connected, like they're making um, a mark on your reputation, whether that's good or bad. Like, um, I think that was like the biggest deterrent for me to like date within my community. Um, Even though I always heard like, oh, you'll meet friends of friends. Like I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'm trying to like date and let everyone know. Like, I don't like when people really like know my business like that. So yeah, that was kind of my experience. I don't know I feel like something that comes up a lot when somebody else is dating maybe not me but the if you tell the pastor the ending question is always like well why are you dating and you know like I don't like I think the church obviously like they want you to date for marriage but not everybody dates for marriage there's you know dating to date dating to figure out what you like dating because you might be in your hoe phase I don't know, but obviously not until our pastor, like I'm in my whole face. <laughs> so um in that way, I would say it was a little discouraging. Um, which is like what, what like why are you dating? Like, do you see a future with this person? Because then the topic gets really, really serious. Um, but I completely agree. Like I remember we were driving past like USC one day and I was talking about like we were talking, about, do you remember we were talking about this like one guy and I was like, oh, but what if he's not the one, but his friend is the one for me. And I was like, but if I date this guy, then I can't date any of his friends. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> like that. I'm not like that. You know, like if I, if I date one guy in the group of guy friends, I, I don't think I'd be able to date any of the other guys in that group of friends. Mm. Um, so exactly like that, just the Korean American Christian community in the South Bay is so small. It's so small. Sure. So that kind of scares me a little bit. Slim, didn't you have friends who um, did the whole 
dating rotation of friend group <laughs> what? thing? Did you call them like incest? Incest? No, or? no, they're <laughs> called they're called hood rats. <laughs> um, it just happens. Like yeah. That. Well, it's different. Like the thing is, is we're we're lucky that we're in Southern California, and like, yeah, the South Bay has like a small community where everyone knows each other, but you can always go outside of that community. Whereas, like, my homies out in Atlanta and stuff, like every like all the pretty girls have dated like multiple dudes that like still see each other and their homies and stuff mm. like it's just there you can't go that far outside the you know what they call a perimeter like inside the 285 so it's just like yeah i mean it, it's all circumstantial situational like yeah, they're all cool with it. It's weird to me. Like when I went out to Atlanta, I felt like I couldn't date anyone because everyone was either someone's sister, cousin or had <laughs> dated them already. And I'm like, all right, like I'm just going to get drunk over here and party by myself. Like <laughs> as the as as the one who was not raised in the Korean American Christian community in this room or in this digital screen space uh, was was the appeal there for you for like when you guys were young to seek out love in those communities because of the shared bonds or were there times where like, I mean, you talked a little bit about like why you wouldn't have wanted to later, but like early on, was it just like an automatic expectation that if you were going to seek it out and was that like attractive to you personally? I, I mean, part of the reason I'm asking the question, I don't mean for it to be leading, but like, I, I was just like, I want to date anyone that's not like me. Like anyone who's not like me, not just, you know, racially or culturally, but like their personality. Like, I don't want to date someone who's like my personality. Like I just, I kept seeking people who had nothing, who my experience was totally different from. And I don't know why that was, but that's like how I always remember thinking about dating. Like I never wanted to date someone who was like me, but I'm curious to know because the community shared so many similar characteristics. Did you guys want to date someone who kind of had those shared experiences even when you were younger or did that deviate discuss? I don't think my thought process was that deep. I was just like, Oh, there's a pretty girl at this place I go to every week and I see her every week. Like, you know, get to know her a little and you're either going to like her more or not like her more. Like, you know, I was just, I was younger. I didn't really think about all that, but yeah, it's just, just instinct. It's, you know what I mean? Like, you see someone nice. that you think is attractive nice. you see them yeah 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 no that makes sense so many thoughts just came into my head just so many I feel like lately just with everything it's all it's all in mo everything has to be in moderation right like I want somebody who has who, who shares similar values as me but yeah like like you I don't want them to be me I don't want to date me because I also love learning so when somebody can teach me something that I've never experienced gone through or will never go through but they can teach me about it like I really like that um but when it comes to like more uh like my life philosophies kind of like what what I'm like and what I aim to become and when they're on that same wavelength as me like I need somebody who can be on that same wavelength as me um but I will say we, I, I, I don't know about you. I was encouraged because they have these like dating seminars sometimes at church. Mm -hmm. And I remember, and I could only stay for 15 minutes because my mom needed my car. But so for the 15, first 15 minutes, what I remember him talking about was 
he was just encouraging dating within the church because when you're meeting somebody new, at least in the beginning, they'll only show one side of themselves. Um, but when you date somebody in the church, it's like a, a diamond, right? With a lot of facets. And if you meet somebody at the church, it, like, for example, if I'm at Hannah at church, there was this guy that I was really interested in. I have this one perspective of him, but Hannah can also give me her perspective of this guy as well. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not getting just one side of this guy that I'm interested in. A lot of people can give me their input on this guy. So I get the full 360 of him kind of. So I'm Preach. not getting fooled, like fooled. Um, Dweez, do you, I'm sorry, third talk real quick, but Dweez, do you see how inundated we are with this? Like we, Julie slipped into a parable about dating within 30 seconds of her in this story. Like this is like how that fat, the, the diamond shape is thing that's beautiful. And I was like, I've literally heard sermons about this and that's beautiful. And I think that's super powerful impression that we're here, but yeah, no, sorry, continue. I just wanted to say that this is where we are. This is what influences us. Honestly, kind of like Slim, I don't think I thought too much about it. Like, I think I always had an idea of like the type of person that I like wanted to be with or I was like seeking out. But as far as like them like needing to be like um, like sharing a bunch of like similar things, I also like one of my like top like um, VIA character strengths is actually like love of learning as well. And so I also think that like just like kind of expanding my worldview and getting like a different perspective has always been like top of my priority list. So more than anything, if you're able to like teach me about literally anything, I think that's super duper like attractive to me. Um, and I think that like, I mean, within our community, sometimes you can kind of get stuck in like the same thought patterns. Like there's a lot of like group think and all that that goes on. Um, and so I think maybe that's a reason why I shied away from it. Like I wanted someone totally like not um, in my, in that sphere, in that circle, so. Yeah. Number three on my VIA traits, love of learning, love of learning. Let's go. Spice, give us, give us your take. Um, you know, I'm kind of an interesting in an interesting corner here because I, I continually find myself with like um, really open preferences for race, nationality, even age. Right. I'm like really open to that. But for so long, I've been really conditioned to um, date within the church. Like, as you guys were saying before, and it's weird for me because I really hate it when people are in my business. But of course, the only people I've truly invested in um, for like a partnership or a romantic relationship I've met within church itself. So everyone feels like they have a stake in, it, in, in what you're saying and what you and what you're and how you two are acting together. But um, yeah, that's kind of it's weird, man. Like straight up remember, like it's because like my church back at home in Queens was like nine floors and looked like it was like an old hotel or something like that and like i remember like going up with like a girlfriend of mine and i think we were like hooking up like in one of the in one of like the the rooms like after service because like that's i all... think i think we were he knows he was come on that's i think, think we were hey, that's, that's, so that's all we could do. yeah they would just walk out of service and be like i don't think we're done praying yet <laughs> Yo, oh, man. You it was much more tender than that i i will i will say than the fucking nastiness you put on it yeah like this was happening so like but the thing was like and the the crazy thing was like like i was like kind of cold in her and like a cheap sunny walked in <laughs> and a cheap sunny walked in this ajima right this this older lady she just closed the door and like walked out 
But I was so full of shame and so full of regret when that happened that I immediately was like, this is wrong. We should go downstairs, you know? <laughs> this is wrong. Let me yeah. pray for this real quick. <laughs> but it's like straight up, like that's how like, I think I think church can really be really beautiful. I think faith, uh, faith communities can be really powerful. But in that way, as a kid, like, because like, you're not supposed to see people outside of the church and date people outside of the church. Like, of course, I'm just gonna date people inside the church and go up floors until I'm alone, right? And then you just like into the space where you're like, you feel like you have some kind of privacy, but of course you don't. And so I'm kind of caught between that. I think I'm actively, and this is something that I want to present to, to our love doctors here, but I'm actively trying to expand my boundaries and expand the horizons of potential partners. But um, I'm and trying to catch myself out from this kind of only church dating context. Well, don't expand them too far because you might fall off the edge. And I'll tell you stories about that on another episode of the FCFC podcast. You guys oh, want to take yeah. our? You want to take our first break or what? Yeah, break time. Break time. Break. We're back here, FCFC Pod. We're here with the Chola Girls of Purugogi Pod. They're here in on digital screens and uh we're still very much in the middle of a global pandemic we are still um, ushered here to quarantine but the two girls sitting directly below me have successfully found partners during this quarantine and it's wild because we'll shout out um but y'all started your podcast right about online dating culture and dating in your 20s in in quarantine and through this kind of time lapse of all these episodes and hours put into this thing you guys found boyfriends partners wait 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 before that before that i just want to read the first episode description so that our listeners know what they're what what (laughs) where where this all started may 25th 2020 keeping it juicy juicy we keep it juicy, juicy. We eat that bulgogi. Join us as we talk about the beef growing up. Too Asian for the white kids and too white for the Asian kids. Each episode is meaty with everything from identity struggles to grilling each other and everything in between. Let's marinate in these thoughts together. Hey. Stay saucy. So. Take it away. You can explain yourselves now. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what has it been like? Well, we okay, well, we'll get into the game plan because we're here to help you guys, right? As the quote unquote love doctors, <laughs> we're here to help you, not talk about ourselves. But um, it's it's been really interesting. I mean, because just in February, like Hannah, so I had broken up with my ex but i had already bought trips to new york <laughs> for us <laughs> but it, it, it just so happened to be that hannah had an art show she needed to attend in new york so it was just like it was just perfect because she couldn't use the extra ticket anyway so i basically just wasted a flight ticket to new york from here but anyways um it's just so crazy because we were living normal lives and literally after our trip maybe two weeks after that it was like stay at home order right mm-hmm. Um, and, and 
I think like when we got, at least for me, when I got back, I was not in a good headspace with dating. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I feel like Julie's one of those people that like, she saw me go through everything because basically like I had been dating this guy and it was one of those like, what ifs. Um, it was like your ex who's, who was, who's never your ex type situations. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, like those are the toughest to get over because I think there's just like a lot of like, um, open-ended questions that are just like left unanswered and so um, yeah for me I think like I would say it took me like a good six months to like get over that one guy but of course in between like I'm dating I'm trying to go on dates um, and okay and mind you like I'm the type of person where like when I'm on the dating apps like I am fully on the dating apps like I'm talking like three four dates a week um which is okay way too much like way 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 too much like I learned my lesson and okay to- <laughs> um, yeah, girl. yeah just because like I'm not trying to waste no time um <laughs> I just want to like get them over with like I'm just like mm, let's see if it's a yes or no so I can like stop wasting energy on these people um and I would say that like it was so much tougher because you're kind of like tiptoeing and being like oh are you comfortable meeting up in person are you willing to get tested prior um, and just making sure that like, like you guys are kind of on the same page with that sort of stuff. So um, did you have a date where you guys got tested prior or like, you're not like testing when you guys meet up for the date, right? You're not watching the dude stick a Q-tip up his nose <laughs> before you guys go in for dinner. That's a great date idea. Mm. I think it's a bonding experience. <laughs> that a fucking ugly face we all make when it hits like the end, you're like, uh-uh. <laughs> Bro, I cry. I don't know about y'all. I literally tear. I man. always sneeze. I Rick always eyes. sneeze. A great you know how I know eyes. you know how I know the crying is like out of the ordinary? Because the doctor's like, hey, don't worry about it. You're doing good. And I'm like, God damn it. Like this is like um, yeah, I would actually ask them to get tested. And so it would take a little bit of planning on both of our parts, like prior to the date. And then speaking of like having them test in person, I actually had my boyfriend like test one of the times that he came over in that's person. when he's passed all the other tests already though <laughs> that's, that's true there are lots of tests yeah well, actually, a long way. for me i feel like i kind of felt guilty like if i knew i was seeing like the girls like our group of friends i felt like i needed to tell him i was seeing people just in case he was like sus about it you know like I felt like I was lying or hiding something I was like I had to confess like oh like I was with a group of people yesterday like do you feel comfortable with that which completely not a thing right if this was January 2020 so yeah that was yeah yeah I agree and then honestly I think it's kind of crazy that like we both met people during quarantine um I don't know what it is about like not interact or like that's what it is it's like you're not interacting with that many other people and so I think that like I was able to just like give more attention to like um to like dating and whatnot um during this time and so somehow it happened and I think more than anything like I mean when we started our podcast I was struggling like mentally I it was like probably like um it was like probably one of the darkest moments in my life (laughs) Um, yeah it was very much that and so I think like kind of hitting that point and then having to 
like rebuild what I thought about who I was um, and like the reasons behind like uh, my values and all of that. I think it like really showed me that more than anything, like I need self-love. And then I, I feel like once I found that more of my self-love um, and all of that, things just came so much more naturally. Like I was no longer freaking out about like if the other person liked me, it was more so do I like them? Um, and I felt like more in control. So I think that's why, that's why. I also have to say, I think uh, like a silver lining um, that came about from quarantine is I, after graduating and coming back home, I struggled a lot with uh, managing school, working out, family, friends, dating, church, hobbies. Like when I was at school, because, you know, I was in the East Coast and the three hour difference with my ex, the time kind of worked out. I don't know why. Like when I would wake up at like 10, it was seven for him. And so we both wake up at the same time. When I go to bed at like one, two, he's going to bed like 10, 11 ish. Um, and so I was giving him, cause my parents never called me in college. Like they were, you know, I, I called me like, Hey, do you remember I'm still alive? Um, they were like, Oh, you know, you're having fun, whatever. Um, so when I came home though, that was different because you know, now like I am spending that time with my parents, with friends, mm -hmm. um, Hannah and I, when I was in college, I think we FaceTimed once that was when in those four years. Um, so Hannah's truly like a in-person person type of person. <laughs> um, so, so I struggled with that, but so going back to the silver lining, um, I truly enjoyed being single for like a big chunk of quarantine because I went into work right after graduation, like a month after I graduated, I went to work. And so I never got the chance to really unpack. Like I still had stuff in my suitcase, just like old college stuff in bags, like in my closet. And so just reorganizing everything, uh, being better with time management, just so happened to be like about a year later like I was ready to to date date because I was able to like not compartmentalize but kind of like have more ownership mm. in these things I was interested in and wanted to spend my time with better yeah mm. yeah man self-love self-love and ownership y'all are y'all are uh, y'all writing books right now for a <laughs> Of, of the things that I'm, I'm trying to claim for myself, but no, that's real. Like we, um, Slim, Dweez and I build a lot of community with LAFC and through the soccer stuff. Like, and a lot of us are grown as people who found um, the soccer community pretty late, right? And we've always say like, it's our chance to have, you know, a second chance at a first impression for friends that we feel like we're at school again. But I think for a lot of people, including myself, it's because we want, some kind of ownership we want to attach ourselves to a fan base to a supporter base and um it's meant a lot and a big deal but as we get in and jump into these places you realize like oh you got to be okay with in your own heart too right like no no organization how no matter how good or big can provide you that kind of comfort and peace and that you need to kind of earn for yourself but um yeah it's interesting man please how do you you were lucky enough to be to be to have a sig 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 other living with you during the time. I think that's, I've seen so many of my friends get, uh, who are engaged, get married, or friends who are dating get engaged because I think pandemic has reduced the really important things, right? To, 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 to come to the, the, the front of things. And they're like, I want companionship. I want partnership. Like for you, how, how important was it to have Sachi? Well, 
obviously the most important. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I think what the pandemic did is it like forced everyone inward. And if you were in a relationship, it was probably like a, a good or a bad thing, right? I mean, I have a friend who got divorced yeah. during the quarantine. I have friends who, a lot of friends who like broke up with their, like things, you know, it got real fast um, for a lot of people in different ways. And yeah, I think of course, like even more than the relationship turning inwards, like people in those relationships turn inwards of themselves. So you all, everyone was like looking inside because I don't care how rich your internal world was or how big your backyard <laughs> might be. Like eventually you were just like staring at the contents of your own soul and character and thinking about yourself a lot like during this period like i don't think there was any way around it there's only so many oh, things yeah. on netflix and so many things you can scroll before like your eyes are going to pop out and you roll them back and they just ended up staring inside your own brain so like yeah i, I think that it's nice especially for her because she commuted to work before that we spend more time together and we got a dog so that's been a benefit um but you know i already worked from home i think it was harder for me than it's been for her um and i'm still a social butterfly at heart so we've been quite strict as my co-hosts know about like you know the covid things for various reasons and um yeah i just i miss seeing people a lot and i think it was a part of our relationship that was helpful you know was like the fact that we both got to go out and do our separate things because we are very different and do different things. But her being, you know, from another country, she doesn't have as big of friend groups here. And as many, like, I don't want to say social obligations, but social uh, possible social engagements that she was missing out on. So I think I struggled more than she did. Um, I'll say that, but I think, yeah, we were both lucky to have each other. Like you said, Mr. Spice man, as you guys know, so, yeah. Yeah, man. And I think, I mean, on that note, we're talking about just how we've all handled pandemic-related reasons in the past. And I'm trying to think about people who are more qualified, not more qualified, but who are more apt to handle being alone and have alone time, which brings me up to um, the, the, the VIA, the VIA personality quiz that y'all so uh, graciously sent yesterday. The boys all here took it. And I need you to take the results here and find me a solution to how I can find a partner. So this is how where you where you jump off, Hannah and Julie. But tell us what you need us to read out. What you top five qualities, bottom five qualities, and what we should do about um, how we go about quarantine dating. I also just want to preface it right, and we said this in our pod too when we had that personality episode. It's interesting because. The reason I personally love these is because it just provides the vocabulary, right? Because if you really think about it, it's a self-assessment. So there's human error in it, right? You're answering these questions about yourself. So sometimes you're, you're lying to yourself, mm -hmm. right? You're like, oh, are you good with time management? Yes, yes, yes. But are you really? Probably not. Um, and there's too so many, there's too many always and nevers in the yeah, questions. Those yeah. are, you know, and every time you're like, well, am I always good with time management? Am I never exactly. good with, yeah, so. And so something, you know, Hannah reminded me was it, the VIA characteristics is nice because even though it, it says what you're lower, it, it's your lesser strength, right? Mm. It's still a strength of yours, just a lot less than your higher strength. Not, weak, not weakness, stronger. a lesser not strength. Not a weakness. 
Nope. No weaknesses. No weaknesses. Sounds like a participation trophy to me. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Okay, Boomer. I actually, I actually agree with that though. <laughs> okay, yeah, like, Zoomer. This is the thing. You, like, be inter- if you're really introspective, you know that whatever's on the bottom of the list is shit you suck at. <laughs> like, be honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. I also said that because. Oh, it's not on here. Maybe it's another test. I take too many of these tests. <laughs> Purely a disease. <laughs> um, I was gonna say optimism, but it's not even on here. <laughs> That's not even a trait that you yeah, can qualify for here. <laughs> hey, VIA, VIA character, sponsor the pod, man. Would you like to sponsor <laughs> a great segment on dating on FCFC? Your ad welcome. could go right here. Right <laughs> here. Edit point. Here. Let's go. Bang, mm-hmm. bang. Okay, can you um, set this up for us, girls? Can you can you give us a little yeah. context about what we should be looking out for? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing about this test is like, I was just unaware of like the reasons I was like doing things. Like, so for example, I would like fall into these like huge loopholes, um, or huge like just like knowledge holes, let's call them, <laughs> on Twitter of just random shit, like literally random shit, and I would always beat myself up for it. But then I think taking this and realizing like two of my top five strengths were love of learning and like I think it was wisdom um curiosity curiosity yes um (laughs) love of learning and curiosity says it right there and so I no longer like beat myself up for like um like falling into like researching random things and so I mean like for you guys like what are your like what are some of your like top yeah what are your top three strengths uh, mine were humor, teamwork, and fairness. Oh yeah, beautiful. I, on, you know man. what? Actually, I I would agree with those three for you, Slim. I affirm that. Let's go. I'm you out here, guys. Fairness. He is a fair guy. Ooh. You bring some problems to Slim. You try to get him on your side. Like, hey, isn't wasn't this person terrible or this that or other? Slim's like, well, I don't know. You know, I get an inkling your enneagram might be peacemaker. I mean, that sounds like. The, the picture you get when you like confirm you're pregnant what did you just call me <laughs> <laughs> she called you a fucking enneagram bro. yo yeah. are we fighting what's going on right yo, now yo, yo, <laughs> like, tell me where to meet up if it's like yeah what's going on we're just having yo mad aggressive right now Josh knows how I feel about words that are more than three syllables, so I don't like them. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, what, what, what is that? Um, just another, like I said, I have this disease. One of them test things. Yeah, one of I didn't like t- taking tests when I was forced to. Like, I'm not taking, like, voluntary tests. Man, that's why these girls <laughs> love taking them COVID tests so much, man. They already used to. <laughs> the, the, the breath of testing is already in their strengths. Yes, yes. Um, okay, okay. Humor, fairness, teamwork. Mm-hmm. Let's hear all of them first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, four is forgiveness. So I'm the opposite of Dweez. Oh, I meant like everybody. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> no, this is all about me. You guys don't know, but like this is really just all about me. If so the truth comes out, out finally. I'm Slim not the, the jerk. Boys. We've always played Slim second and third fiddle. Boys love trauma. Wait, with Dweez, am I am I second or third fiddle? I'm third fiddle. You're second fiddle. Hey, 
<laughs> All right. Why don't you mean that? Fiddle so play, play your hey fiddle man. Play your top three. My top three, and this is I'm gonna I'm gonna affirm myself before I even read this out. My my number one signature strength is motherfucking kindness. Oh, right. kindness pretty, is a, a kind killer. Um, number two is also fairness. I'm oh. right there with you, Slim. And number three is Gordio, curiosity, wisdom. Mm. We're right here. Ooh. Number four is teamwork. So Sam and I are kind of hidden, hidden a lot of these. That's why we work so well together. Yay. Wow. Anyway, is that how that works? Is that how you work well together with people who are like you? I mean, it all depends, okay. right? We're going to go with yes. In other words, the girls are going to be like, yeah, you guys should date. Like, you guys sound like you line up. <laughs> We yeah. do line up on a lot of things, on a lot of things. I just want to say that we'll call them my lesser strengths. Kindness <laughs> and fairness are damn near the bottom for me. <laughs> hey, nineteen and twenty. Uh, you don't become you don't become successful with being kind and fair, bro. I should have been all a, the way I, to the top, or I just should have been raised in the church. I would have been a nice guy. Um, my top three. I feel like this is the most superficial one, and I just um, so excited that uh, I got awarded. Is it fucking like muscles or some shit, or what is it? No, appreciation of beauty and excellence is my top. <laughs> <laughs> no, that right. actually makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Oh, no, like God. we all remember all the fucking like oh like you should have seen this scorpion while I was running today. Like he loves stopping. Just hold you. Just hold on to your shoelaces for the for the tea time oh with Dweez session because I got something coming for the appreciation hey. of beauty and excellence. Um, no, that was really funny, and I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, uh, number two was creativity, uh, which you know it's helpful. I guess it's what I do for a living. And number three was love of learning. Um. These guys read four, so I'm reading four. Uh, we've talked about love of learning. I think that that was the most of the three. Ah, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Um, number four is bravery. Oh, wow. I was just hoping that I, I, I was, I was like, I wish I had more bravery. I wish I had more courage. Borrow some like, of mine. Can I? <laughs> you, you may. For a dollar. For a dollar. Oh, for free. I'm trying to get more kind. I'm trying to get more kindness. So I'm trying to give him. Julie, is transactional free. one of these characteristics? Because that was not cool. Okay? Please love she does like her things. I do. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. Fairness. Actually, I don't even know if that would be fairness. So I don't know. Kindness wasn't very high for me. <laughs> so Julie and Hannah, let's yeah. hear. Let's hear them. Your four. Oh, mine. My top four was. Hope, leadership, zest, and love of learning. Mm. I feel like zest. Yeah, zest. I, You're just like okay, maybe zest, zest is the optimism. Mm. I got zest that I got zest at number five, so I'm with you, girl. Yeah, zest. I'm just like I feel like I I don't even try to find the good in things. It's just more like it, it could be super bad and shitty, but I just think of a I just find a way to think of a positive outcome. Or Actually, maybe I do try to find the good in things. Like, I feel like I found so many silver linings during quarantine or when I am going through, like, at a really shitty time in November. But now, like, in retrospect, it was the best month ever. 
really helped me grow, you know? Worst bad times are the best times. That's my yeah, vibe right there. Exactly, I'm gonna get a exactly. t-shirt on it. You learn. Ooh. And then yeah. Bad times what did you say? Bad times are the best times? Yeah. Bad times are bad the good times. times? Bad times oh are the best times. Yeah. So and how hope. 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 That's a great one. Yeah. And then um my my four were love of learning, yeah. curiosity, creativity, and mm. humility. So yeah. Okay, so um, I want to ask you guys, is this kind of like blood types, blood type compatibility true, matching here? True. How does this we work? Koreans. We love, like, you yeah. know, we love Wait, blood so types. What, what are y'all, can we just do blood types? Let's get it all out there. and let's We love really blood. We love we that love blood. blood. We love blood. I actually don't know what my blood type is. Me guess either. It. Guess it, guess it. Yeah, guess um, it. What kind of personality type are you? I don't even know. I feel like Hannah's an O. I think I may be an O, actually. I think Sam might be an O, too. He's a giver. He's a sharer. He's a dancer. (laughs) Is Prancer. Dweeze, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Dweeze, I'm sure you know your blood type as a man who's been through many hospital runs. AB positive? Oh, you Mm. would be. You're you're a special, possibly... Mm. Very creative soul. You have to watch out for the creative side of the brain because it can eat you a little bit. It sure does, guys. Are you making yeah. it sure does. I can't tell. No, AB. AB tell is anymore, known to either. be. It's this is very insensitive for Korean people to say, but AB is. Sorry, right, most like of the it. shit Korean people say to each other is like insensitive. Gotcha. Far, far Whether you got home. skinnier or fatter, you're you're gonna hear about it from your relatives when you see. Oh, your face got bigger. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely correct. Yeah. Oh, uh, and you're breaking out. Oh hell no. Nah. <laughs> oh my god. The breakouts. Do you have a boyfriend yeah. yet? Yeah. No, I, I just roll up in there and I'm like, yo, y'all ain't praying hard enough. For the Korean East Asian cultures, we not only have the zodiac and our Chinese zodiac signs, but we have blood types, and we believe blood types ascribe you a certain personality and compatibility with a partner. And so, like, I'm a B, I'm a B male. So people, Korean people, do not like B males (laughs) because they think that we are. Yes. Yeah, we are heavily dramatic. We can be very uh, neglect, neglectful, but also we're just into our own shit and we're very uncaring and forgiving. Um, and so in, in we'll Korean have... minds, that's where deadbeat dads come from. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the majority of deadbeat fathers come from the B, the B blood type is where that comes from. But an AB as a rare type is known to, known to very flourish in the creative arts, but... Mm can be uh can go maybe a little you know a little loose a little haywire in the in the brain waves um, possibly because creativity and stuff kind of tangle those wires at all oh is the giver is a lover they everyone appreciates them they're sharers and a is like somehow it matches with like a type a personality it's like very commanding forceful like leads the way how'd i do does that mm. sound, sound pretty accurate yeah sounds like me <laughs> Sounds like me. Okay. Mm. So you're yeah. an A. I'm an A. <laughs> hey, baby. Shout out Ti, hey. who was mentioned in the podcast before. Yeah, Pete, rubber band but man. With these VIA characteristics, should we be looking for people who are compatible and that they fulfill things that we're weaker at, or do we just find top five, top five, top five, and match it up? Hmm. At least for me. I totally believe in like 
like where I lack like I believe that like my partner kind of like makes up for it but also like teaches me um Mm. just like a bit more about myself and also like how he thinks and so I mean like that's like completely up to you guys like whether you guys want someone who is like very very similar to you or if you believe like opposite to trapped um yeah I mean yeah I think I said this a little bit before but everything in moderation and um like Hannah said it's truly what what you're attracted to more like do you want somebody that's more like you or not but when I think of this I feel like one of my previous relationships my ex was super pessimistic and me being hopeful and zestful it just it did it just didn't work out it didn't work out I hate feeling content content and um, I'm actually trying to work on that. I'm trying to be more like okay of the now and live in the now and not just always think about future Julie, but I just love to learn. There was this one thing we were reading. I think you showed it, to, Hannah showed it to me, but just, just when you think about how much you don't know in life, it's so humbling, you know, like you're, you can be an expert. Like we can all become experts at podcasting, but there are so many other topics we don't know about. And it's like, oh my God who am I? Who am I? Like, there's so many things you can learn about. And so you're never, you're never done learning. And I'm, I'm not talking like academic. It doesn't need to be like academic, academic, but when Hannah teaches me all these origins of the memes or when she makes a TikTok reference and I don't get it and then she teaches me and it's funny, like that's sick. Um, but just <laughs> love for learning. And so for me, I just like it when somebody is more aligned, like I said, on the same wavelength. Um, but I also agree, it, it does feel nice when they're able to fill in the areas that I really lack in. Um, something I do think I trained myself to do is really put myself in the other person's shoes. So one of my lower characteristic traits is also forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness, prudence, humility, fairness, and perseverance. <laughs> I sound horrible. Um, and so I think I'm just more like logical I'm not oh no I'm pretty emotional too but maybe more logical than the emotional like I'm more black and white versus the gray so when my partner can be more of the gray to be like oh but what about this or maybe they were like this and gives me different perspectives it's a nice yin and yang it's a nice Mm -hmm. match I mean but what about you guys do you find that like you in the past or like currently have been more attracted to people like more different than you um and we're similar i well i i feel like i have more fun when they are more similar i I mean it's more of an interest thing just because if you know if you're out somewhere doing something fun then you know you might want to do it with that person Mm. that type of deal um spending time but yeah i think a little more towards the similar side but it's also fun dating people that are complete opposites of you like where the way they view something that happens and you all saw it together but the perspective is completely different you're just like oh shit all right you know it's enlightening Mm. so that i I love those aha moments so yeah so i I don't really have a i don't really have a preference it's it's if we click we click the vibes Vibes, yeah. Spice, what about you? Um, I feel like Spice is a. You said recently you're trying to go outside your 
your normal zone, but have you found that to be successful in the past or are you more running back to, to the things, you know, after something goes wrong? So I was in a long-term relationship, like probably my first long-term relationship for like a while ago. And I think the biggest thing why we, we, we broke up is because our interest didn't align. Right. And like, I was always kind of questioning, like, um, I, I, I think, I think curiosity is one of, one of the traits that I'm very proud of. Like I'm open-minded in that way, but there's unfortunately some things that I've already shut myself off to in terms of being curious about. And like, so like, if like I'm dating like a medical professional, like there's so little I can do to support in that wavelength. And I consider myself an intelligent person. So it hurts when I can't like really hang on that, that level that like, I really just found myself disinterested in like talking about such a big part of her life. And I was like, that's not fair to you. That's, that's not fair to me at the, at the same time. So um, I hate that it's like a job has to be so central to what it is. And I don't think that's the be all end all, but for this case it was. And um, yeah, I'm kind of working through that, right? I wanted to be someone different, but obviously like I want someone to be able to talk to, right? I think that's the biggest thing for me always is like, the oh, fuck it, it's a vibe, it is a vibe. You want to catch a good vibe from people. And what I'm concerned about, what I'm interested about talking about is really about um, like bigger things about culture, and bigger things about, I guess not so much art. Art was like 14th on my list. So I guess I'm not very creative at all. It sucks. <laughs> it's like really, really hampering my confidence here. But um, yeah, I'm kind of there. Like I want someone to just be able to talk about what I'm most interested in. And sometimes it's a lot of jobs, sometimes it's not. Yeah, the girls brought up vibes. And I think that that's like the number. It sounds weird coming from the married person when vibes is probably like what people think about when they first start dating. Like, oh, what's the vibe like? Um, but I think it's by far the most important thing. Um, and I don't know that like you can even categorize. Obviously, it's important to have a mix of differences and similarities, like things you share and things you don't share. I think it's a nightmare if you have too much of either. Um, everything in moderation, as as our girl Julie said. Um, but no, this idea of the vibe is, I think, the, the cocktail of what that blend looks like. Um, I like the ways that this person's different from me. Mm. I like the ways that we're similar. I like these interests we share. I enjoy the fact that I get to do this on my own and I don't have to get roped into this. It's like, you know what I, I mean? It's, it's a, analogy. yeah, it's a, it's a mix. And I don't think you can enter. And I've done this in the past um, a lot where I wanted specific things. I really wanted another writer to work to, to, you know what I mean? I wanted to be in that space together and constantly talk about it. Like my wife reads none of my work and it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And I had no idea that it would be the best thing that ever happened to me because the last thing I want to talk about when I, when I get away from the computer is like more about whatever it is I'm working on. And sometimes naturally I'll bring it up, but like, I don't want to hear like, Oh, like what if you did this? Or like, what if you did that? And I thought that's all I ever wanted, right? Like you, I thought in my head going into dating or what have you that like, this was the priority. Like if I can be with someone who understands the struggle of creating via the written word form, then like everything else will be secondary. But I found out it was the opposite because I felt this vibe and I like followed the vibe and, you know. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. We all have friends that like, whether it's girls or guys that have told you, 
what their preferences are. Like, I want this in a guy and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, like half of them, if not more, are going to end up with the exact opposite of what they told you. Hey. Hell yeah, dude. It is what it is. Yeah. Fuck Would y'all judge? Dude, if, if I ended up with just the, the, the woman version of myself, <laughs> is it just like, am I just completely narcissistic in that I want that? And I just want myself. I'm just like looking at my mirror and be like, what is slightly female enough for me to be attracted to? And then can I just fall in love with my own reflection here? Like y'all, y'all would she look good with the beard? That's an ultimate form of self-love. Right yes, exactly. I'll be the kind of back. Self-love is big. I love this. This is incredible. Thank you. I think that was the whole point of thank you next, right? Shout out my girl. Oh my God. Ariana, Ariana Grande again. Oh Yo, goodness. with how we many should get times Ariana you back shouted out Justin Bieber, he can shout out Ariana Grande, bro. What do you mean? Oh, I love Ariana Grande. I'm, I'm affirming it, bro. Oh, <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Teamwork, teamwork here. Just I, teamwork, yeah, guys. Teamwork. No, I like everything falling down. apart. <laughs> Wait, Jesus so are, for you two, this idea of the cocktail or this idea of the differences and simul- similarities, I feel you know, again, I'm biased uh, sitting on my side of the fence as a man. Like, I feel like girls did already have the preloaded women already has had the preloaded. These are the things and, um, good luck, like fitting into them. Did, do you guys come equipped with these or have you let that fall away a little bit? For we that information, you could check out the Pugo Pods <laughs> episode from two weeks ago. Yes. Great job, Slim. That's what's happening. There. Bulgogi Pod sponsored our pod. <laughs> Bulgogi. Bulgogi Pod. I'm a white guy. <laughs> that's that's our bite. That's our bite. We're good for the day. We're clipped. Thank you, everyone. That's a, that's a wrap. Bulgogi. Uh, uh, um, so I will say I did come with a list. Um, and I think that like one of the biggest like things that we talked about in like both our Big Ten episode and our non-negotiables list is like it's constantly changing and more than anything like I think that like we've talked about like being on dating apps and whatnot yeah you can talk to a person and like oh they have the same music case as me like they dress well I like their sense of humor but at the end of the day like if you meet with them and you don't feel that like connection I think that like it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if they check off everything on the list. Like, you ultimately need to feel that connection. And so when you do feel that connection, I think that, like, there's there's some give and take on this. And so I think, like, at least for me, that was one of the biggest reasons that, like, we decided to do, like, an updated, like, oh, here's our boy update. Um, because I realized that, like, maybe the things that were that I thought were important aren't as important. Um, and yeah, so I think that just like kind of meeting people where they're at has been the like biggest learning lessons. Um, Cause I think that's like, that's love is like accepting people um, rather than like holding them to like your own expectations. So. Ooh. 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 Yeah, I think, <clears throat> what do I think? Um, like Hannah said, it's it's crazy going back to the vibes. It's, I do think physical attraction is important, but it's just a small snippet of the importance. Like, 
Um, How small are we talking? Well, I have a very particular, I'm a very, I'm drawn to a very particular type of guy. Um, It's just really particular, actually, but, uh, Wait, you can't can't say really particular and not explain. Explain. Yeah, give me some deets. Okay, really particular. I don't like guys, or I like like everybody, but... Oh, don't play that. (laughs) We didn't bring you on into that. That's fucking lying. This is not a PC pod. Run it. Yeah. All right, all right. I like very manly looking guys. So when they have like doll, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I just like a more slit like small sharp eye um mm. holy fuck that is very particular 11 but now it's, now it's 5 8 okay which i will i will talk about but also like it's a it's more about it, the experience actually um actually well i like like skinnier tall guys that are muscular <laughs> don't we all skinnier don't tall we guys, all. guys muscular. that are muscular okay <laughs> Okay, I mean, but, I, that's what this, I'm saying though. But that's wait, that's what I'm. Go ahead. Well, I can't hear them. Oh, it's like that's like ten percent. <laughs> if the entire pie is a hundred, that's like ten percent. But I will say, okay, I haven't actually said this to Julia. I think that all of her exes like very much look alike, like very much, and so like, her type is super freaking particular. Yeah, I get but it. that's kind of it, right? Like, uh, like I want somebody actually. Yeah, but that's that's ten percent. That's mm-hmm. really ten percent, I think, because I think I truly am about. I think a person is so much more attracted to another personality, right? Um, but I also want to add with list, being like the first child in my family, and we're like, and at least we're very like Korean culture. Um, we speak Korean and stuff like that. It's like my list, but maybe like my list. You know, it's kind of like our list and that's not because like my parents are like this is us it's more just because my mentality the way I think about my significant other is how how compatible with with like my parents like I'm so family oriented and I really care about what my parents think but that's also just the culture in general it's that I take that into consideration so that's why I have a list that's why I have a list Mm -hmm. so it's like my preferences but it's also I take my parents preferences into account as well oof like, that's awesome. i mean i think that's very korean I, I i don't know that just might be a human thing yeah. depending on your relationship with your parents on that note we'll take another break and come back with some tea time with dweez yeah 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 Welcome back to the FCFC pod. We're here with Julie and Hannah, and they're from the South Bay. We're drinking on some charcoal four roast Dongding Oolong, one of Taiwan's best. I, for Lunar New Year's, did a blind tasting oolong over Instagram. was amazing. The shop is up in Seattle. It's called Floating Leaves. Shout out to my girl up there. She'll fix you right when it comes to Taiwanese oolongs. Probably the best in America, I would say, based on my sample size. And uh, it's delicious. I wish the girls were in the backyard with us and I was serving tea to them in person. But as we all know, we're still quarantining out. But I bring up the South Bay because 
I wanted to know. I've spent a lot of time in the South Bay recently, which is a revelation because I've never much liked the South Bay. And I want to hear a little bit about how you guys feel about it. But where I've been going a lot is Point Vicente Park, mm-hmm. where the mm-hmm. lighthouse is. Maybe you mm-hmm. take a nice mm-hmm. stroll with your with your guy. And I was going to save this for the recommendations, but I'm just going to hit it now. December through May, great whale watching season. Okay. You can oh. start seeing the whales, the gray nice. whales. Are you talking about getting yourself a little romantic vibe, get a little binoculars, share the binoculars, pass it back and forth. Take a look at these beautiful creatures just emerging and blowing some steam. I don't know. What are we, what are we blowing? Some air out of the holes and keep on swimming down to Mexico for the migratory season. <laughs> farts uh whatever um so point vicente park highly recommended but i did want to know because we're a podcast that loves los angeles and uh, you know that part of town that you guys grew up in the south bay what are some of the things you guys love about the south bay and some of the things that maybe aren't so excellent about it and uh yeah we've never really talked about the that part of town on our podcast before Shout out to Lawrence Simon. He used to live there. Bob Bradley lives there. John Thorrington lives there. Max Pedos. Don't you got a lot of LSU shout people. out Lawrence Simon on this podcast. He lived in El PV. Capitano. He lived in PV. He lived in PV. The rest lived here in the with beach. That. Shout out our boy, Edgar Garibay. 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 But fuck Lawrence Simon. Moving on. Mm, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. 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 That's... Yeah, yeah. He's cool. He I ran into Ali. him before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How cultured of you, Julian? That's great. That's what a Syracuse grad does, man. They think on their feet, bro. That's what that's what we're talking about. Exactly. Bleed orange. <laughs> oh my. It actually um, comes out red. But anyways. Oh. <laughs> that oh? joke. That joke. Ugh. I mean, not not that I think I take these things for granted, but I remember going to school on the East Coast and meeting friends, and they've never seen palm trees before. And in the South Bay, we got a lot of those. We got lots of those. People um, do love palm trees. They do. And so um, I'd come back home for like winter break and summer break and they'd just be like, snap me some palm trees because they've never seen a palm tree before. And they, they just think it's crazy that my high school was an outdoor or both of our high schools. We went to different high schools, but it's like an outdoor high school. Um, and so like I was one with the seagulls, you know, and for a running club, we would run to the beach. Uh, I mean, selfie's great. Yeah, I would say Julie, that one this of is my... a Los Angeles culture podcast. Um, I'm going to need you to dig a little deeper than palm trees for the best. <laughs> yeah, I think there's one Basic of my favorite. I saw one of the Twitter handles that I follow. Stop romanticizing palm trees. <laughs> I love palm trees too. I love palm trees too. I no, freak they're, out. They're actually the most useless trees in the world. Well, they're, they're not the even native useless. to LA. Either. Yeah, they're the most useless and um, most expensive really doesn't even provide any shade not a home for birds like they're they're actually the most useless but Mm. okay fine let's get into nitty-gritty um so i would say that one of our most favorite spots is called bpl which stands for beach parking lot um and it's basically the parking lot of torrance beach and so we had there for honestly there was a time period where i would go there for like four sunsets out of the week so four out of seven sunsets um and it is just like the a most... lot like your dating habits. <laughs> oh, maybe all her dates were there. Hey. You are slick. Like she that. is like a same date spot type of person. Mm. I am. I am. I like like kind of having um like a lay of the land. Like I know. I like to know what's going on. Um. Mm. So BPL is like definitely 
yeah. one of our spots and then i would say for food because we're huge huge mm-hmm. foodies yeah. gardena has the best japanese food ever um and in that gardena area actually just like the, yeah Julie, the if South you say Bay- in and out i swear to god <laughs> <laughs> No, no, unfortunately <laughs> Um They have a lot of breweries. Mm. Is that too basic too? No, it's not. No, yeah, no, so no. like my dad and I, like we try to go to one every first Friday of the month and obviously like COVID happened, but there are a lot, especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to tell people where I went. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, in the South Bay, there are a lot, a lot of breweries. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good rec. That's a good and it's it's a pretty fucking California thing to name a parking lot as one of your favorite places <laughs> in the city. Yo, because that's the thing. If you grew up in California, it's a parking lot or a park that yeah. you're always at, like growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So you were just drinking 40s in the parking lot, just like I was, huh? Yeah. Scummy mm-hmm. gang stuff. Nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, what's let's what, how, what's the scummiest thing y'all have done in the South Bay? Let's talk about this. Forty ounces ever? You little black and mild? What what what's the scummiest thing out there to do and that you've done? Damn. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not ready for this question. Yeah, I, I don't know if you are you gonna answer that question. No, I, I yeah. haven't really done. Oh fuck! I did live in Harbor City for like a few months. I um, live. <laughs> You yeah. just said, yo, you're <laughs> so bad at this. <laughs> I would never do a crime with you. <laughs> all right, edit point, edit point. It's all going to go. Let's talk about ice cream, rewind, y'all. I love, I love, uh, I love Concha Creamery. That's a nice one. Uh, a but they're too um, inaccessible. Unaccessible? Inaccessible. Yeah, they're like closed every other day and then at like 2 p.m. they're out of ice cream. Are you really an ice cream shop if you're out of ice cream at 2 p.m.? Like they're, and you got to reserve the pints mm-hmm. or call ahead for the pints. It's too like, it's too high Yeah. It's too high Yes. It's it is, it is. Y'all young folk bursting with energy, man. All everyone, I'm now I'm on the 30 side too. You need the rest. You need rest is so important to the overall <laughs> mental mental health. We see that now. Three to the dome. Let's go. We are thirty sad. Thirty sad. Let's go. Thirty piece. Thirty piece. Drop a thirty piece on it. What else? Where else were we going? I want to. We want. We want to hear about the red light, green light. Josh Spice, <laughs> cue it up. Red light, green light. Red flag, green flag. Oh yeah, that's okay. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Well, all right. Josh, cut this part out. <laughs> Hannah, Julie, can you tell us about, you know what? I thought the green flag, your green flag versus red flag kind of point was like, so like, was like pretty fun, you know, just to, just to go through. Can you give the listeners just what, what the idea of a red flag and a green flag is and what we should watch out for? Yeah. Um, So I think that like when you're dating, you hear a lot about like red flags. Like if a guy does this, if a girl does this, it's an absolute no. But I think that, that, I mean, Julie is a very optimistic person. She likes to see the good in people. And so for us, we really like the idea of green flags, which are like, oh, that tells me like that this person is a good person. Um, And so, I mean, like, I was actually talking to my mom about this, like realizing that my mom has the best dating advice. (laughs) Um, 
like I'm like yeah shouts out Mama Lee and something that she recently told me was like oh in in order to find like red flags you gotta test test the guy's anger so she actually told me like um you know like what when you guys are like at that comfortable level like see what he's like when like he's in a stressful like situation in the car um like I think the car yeah yeah I think driving is a big big teller of like what they're like um yo that's mad manipulative (laughs) (laughs) hey we try to look out for ourselves too (laughs) yeah but if you're if you're but if you're a passenger in the car and you're like hey does this bother you and you like smack him in the face or something while he's driving you could just get yourself (laughs) into an accident oh no No. i'm not purposefully (laughs) causing any um any ruckus? Hey, fellow, stop trying to mansplain over our. <laughs> okay. Okay, my bad. Your mom's idea is menacing. That's actually terrifying. <laughs> that she's actively, actively saying this. No, we we let the LA traffic just handle all the stress. You know, like see if they can exit off of Normandy. Do you know that one exit going? I hate that. Exit. Yeah, yeah, I hate that exit so see if they can go over like three four lanes yeah without honking or flicking them you know the other person off or you know what yeah. i mean yeah my safety oh yeah you know, to die. 100 yeah. um what else what else was there oh she also said you should see what they're like drunk and i was like oh yes I never yes. heard that before um because i think that like i, I mean, mean that's you your mom has grown up around wise. korean men yeah. so she Jesus. needs to know what that alcohol do to them yeah we yeah. all know what k rage is oh yes. yeah your mom your mom understands exactly our, yeah. our pressure points there so it's driving and it's drinking um mm-hmm. not in not yeah. in hopefully concessive order but uh that's okay that's cool so um we wanted to kind of discuss our own version of red flags on our podcast and we're going to call them hard nose the fcfc hard nose of the all podcast right. all right slim what are some of your hard no's in dating? Red flags and hard no's when you're looking to find a partner. Uh, hard no's is probably rudeness, like disrespectful. To who? Uh, um, just in like social settings. You know, whether it be to like the server at a restaurant or like to, you know, like when we're in a group setting with the homies. Um I mean, I, it kind of all goes under nunchi, right? Oh, like, there's a yes. time to get ratchet. There's a time to to reel it in and, like, you know, have a calm night. Like, if we're just having dinner with the friends and, like, everyone's just kind of chilling, like, you know, like, and she's over there just throwing down shots trying to turn up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, like, I brought another one of these over here. <laughs> oh, um, no. But, you know, just it, it's, it's a lot of nunchi, like, and you know i guess kind of rudeness goes hand in hand like yeah i have a question for you mm-hmm. what do you think about sass do you think that sassiness is I just a it. more polite way <gasps> to say rude uh i mean there's no, he loves it he loves it's it knowing <laughs> like i like you know it's you could push the boundaries you know what i mean like mm. just to see where we could go but like it's sass is fun yeah, sass is not rude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They separate. Yeah. Being a little spicy it doesn't mean Ooh, you're, you're flavor. Rude yeah, yeah, that kochujang. Yeah, you know, kochukaru. Extra garlic, soy sauce. Exactly. Yeah, you know, a little exactly. sweet and sour. Your breath be stanking, dude. With all it's that all good. Garus and garlic. 
Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I was going to ask if you thought you had good nunchi. I think I'm pretty good with it. Mm. Um, I, I can't really give you an example, but yeah, I mean, just reading a room, like, cause I, I'm I'm a pretty loud, oh, abrasive okay. person in general, but like I could tone it, you know, if I'm like meeting someone's parents or something, I'm gonna be, you know, my voice goes up a couple octaves when I'm speaking <laughs> Korean or something, you know, like a lot more smiling, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All Can that stuff. You egg you on, you, okay. A little egg yo, you know, I am the the magne, so I got a little. Egg oh, yo. you the magne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's it's that's kind of the biggest thing with Nunchi is is just like, are you a, more than Nunchi? It's are you able to kind of be a chameleon in situations? Because Adaptable. I have a, I have a lot of different groups of friends. So it's just mm. like, you know, are you able to be with like my soccer friends and then my like church friends and then my ratchet mm. friends, like all within one weekend? Is is noon read and chi air? So, so nunchi is like um like being yeah awareness like but, uh, but the reading the room. Yeah, but isn't it is chi just is that air like that word by itself and then noon is that read? It's I. Yeah, so but it's, it's like when the Chinese characters are put together in that way, then it doesn't mean oh. that anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, because it's I mean it's sort of like it's sort of like uh kuki yomeru which is like read there the oh. japanese japanese i was like this motherfucker oh. called me another enneagram kuki yomeru oishii kuki yomeru all i know oishii what's that mean what's that mean Luis? it means like literally like air like read reading the air wow. air and then read yeah it. exactly what that is is what it's it's like oh. intuition mixed with yeah. uh if you Google it, it's emotional intelligence, which I don't think defines it at all, but it's a good try. Yeah, nice try. Yeah, for We're sure. just trying to get our Nunchi up out here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Nunchi yeah. episode. And yeah. earlier I said Bangne, which is just you're the um, youngest. youngest in your family. Yeah. Bitch. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, yo. Oh, that was in my head. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Forgiveness. What about you? Forgiveness is number four, right? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Spice? What's a what's a hard no? Hard no, freak. Um, so it used to be. It used to be the. If you can't, because I I also ping pong back between a lot of different friend groups, and I consider myself pretty authentic myself in all of them um so i really wanted that from a partner but i realized like all my interests are so freaking crazy and a lot of my friends are kind of stupid and so and you know also kind of nuts and it's like <laughs> i can't i my big thing i don't damn i remember my ex's voice going through my head right now but my thing is like she's like i cannot read your mind like you can't expect me to be exactly the way you are as you go into a space um when it's like completely divergent and different from like those the kind of the way we usually relate to each other so mm. that's so because this less... is what happens girls when you date the sexy stoic guy sure don't it doesn't oh. open up enough yeah. <laughs> mm. I, don't, I don't know it's... what the hard no is what's so what's the hard no so my hard no that's not my, that used to be a hard no it's not a hard no anymore my hard no is really um this is it really close-minded people um mm. and i think it's mm. 
because I this is what you're talking about before, right? I really like strong, opinionated women. But mm. when that opinionated, strong strengthness, it turns into like kind of pigheadedness into that you're never curious about anyone else's kind of life oh. life journey, then it, it it looks really perverse to me. And I if I find it like I like repel myself from that. Like I'm disgusted by it. Um, because I think I face a lot of that, like being bullied and stuff growing up. So um, like mm. I can't I can't be attracted to that as like for a partner so I think that's the biggest thing like again I said like I'm like my physical attraction to a lot of people is like all over the book but I'd say the one thing that's a hard no is like really close-mindedness I think that totally makes sense like I think like when somebody says like oh I'm opinionated or when somebody's opinionated it's like oh you're opinionated but I think it's opinionated because they're knowledgeable enough to form that opinion but if you're able to like make a statement to challenge their right like thought on something it's it's like you're opinionated but you're open-minded about whatever they're talking about does that make sense yeah yeah. and i think if you learn if you learn enough about a subject as we've said before you realize like damn i really don't know anything about anything else you know even yeah maybe in the expertise that we're in so that's 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 something i really value highly is like open-mindedness and you know one thing i'll say a hard no really and i'm thinking about a specific person right now Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to this, but it's like, I hate it when people say they're, oh, I'm just, I'm blunt. And sometimes you can't handle it. I'm like, bitch, like you straight up, like don't know real blunt people from the East coast in New York, because if you actually knew how they talk, like you'd be put to shame. You're just like a bad person and you're mean. And like you, you say being blunt is a personality trait that you're proud of that you've now like bore, bore children with. I'm like, boy, like, that's like, that's nothing, man. You're just a mean person. Like that's. Mm. That's not very attractive to anybody. Wow. Okay. I hope she hears that. Yeah, I know. Bitch. Yeah, we're not really. Don't take yeah. spices kindness for weakness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're here at my mercy. No. Oh shit. I didn't mean that. Okay. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. <laughs> forgiveness. Forgiveness. Kindness. Kindness. Sprinkle some. Yeah. Sprinkle some kindness. Sprinkle some forgiveness. Um, yeah. What was I gonna say? Wait, do we do we even want to ask Dweez? Because Dweez, you're you're in this. You're 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 happy. Please. You're 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 here. Hard nose are hard no is having hard nose. Ooh. <gasps> so Dweez had been setting shoot. <laughs> Dweez had been setting this up for, for close to six hours because we all shared this in the chat room together. Like, hey, what's the second that we can do together? And we're like, oh, hard nose would be fun. And, I, and he's like, yeah, sure. I'm not going to speak up right now because I have a joke. I'm going to really nail in the spice later. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to like pick oh, up. Oh, God. I'm no, that was hard though. That's bars right there. Mm. I don't know. I mean, throwing trash out the window. <laughs> like they got super broad to super specific oh, real quick. i was trying to i was trying window. to just i was trying to yeah just trying to help both sides of the you know both sides of things out here uh i mean just you know throw that shit in the trash can when you get a chance like you don't gotta throw it out the window <laughs> i don't want to live in the trash can so i'll add that to my red flags list must recycle must reduce reuse recycle damn yeah, hey, could I be... ask... Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I said I was just gonna say you better be uh, washing your Ziploc bags out here. <laughs> Jesus. Oh 
man. California, California Wait, are what are the hard no's from from you two? Do we have yeah. hard no's that they're gonna provide? Oh, I have one. If if they like continually cut mm-hmm. me off in conversation or like Oof. show me that they're like not listening, um, it's like that whole mansplaining thing. I'm like, don't cut me off. I was going somewhere with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's. That's definitely a hard no of mine. What about you, Julie? So this was just going back to just what we were talking about during quarantine and dating, like the more, and just, we've talked about it, but I've done a lot of like introspective thinking and reflecting. And um, the only way to truly describe myself is an onion. I'm not an ogre, but I'm like an onion. And so I hate it when people, like, I feel like because I'm pretty extroverted, I like to talk a lot. Like, um, like if, you know, yeah, like if Hannah brings me somewhere, I'm not going to just sit by myself in the corner. Right. So people, I think they make, they make these assumptions about me, but it's easy for me to like small talk with them because it's probably about shallow things in the beginning. Right. So then they're so quick to judge like, oh, she's like X, Y, and Z. So I, it's hard knowing guys like I talk as if they know me they they like oh Julie's this and Julie's that and especially with our podcast um some of our some of the people that I've like dated during quarantine like would listen to our podcast and be like mm. oh you're blah 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 like and just kind of like but do you actually know me like you don't so when people are kind of too quick to judge and they don't really know me I'm kind of a lot of layers yeah onion so Julian. actually yeah maybe i don't know that's not really a hard note it's more of a pet peeve actually but i dig um, it but it's like it's a turn off basically and not a hard no maybe like a more turn off yeah turn offs is good we should do uh, recommendations and turn offs every episode but i wanted Ooh. to i wanted to give an ig shout out ig shout outs to we put up a question earlier and says we're recording a pod on dating what should we know about finding love? And I want to ask our experts, our, our love love doctor experts oh, here. God. These are some of the some of the reactions we got to. Uh, what should we know about love? Mm. Um, someone says it's a trap. Oh, the second person who heard says, him? Uh, <laughs> who heard the second him? person says um, pull out, which is kind of uh, inappropriate. But here we go. <laughs> and then we have we okay. We have um, if you don't use it, you lose it. What does that mean? What do you think that means? about love you don't use it you lose it I think, i'm pretty sure they were talking about penis oh that was oh, another dick joke excuse me i'm okay. sorry oh, nice. oh shoot i was like oh maybe it has to do with the vulnerability <laughs> <laughs> i agree I, that's, that's what i was thinking yeah, too Jesus, okay, come, on, Sam, come on i don't know <laughs> but love. it could be that <laughs> it could be okay that's that's the comment that's the, what we're gonna say it could be a penis um this is a nice one so what should we know about love what your and the other's love languages are, there's too easy to miss each other's wavelengths. How do you guys feel about love languages in particular? Are they the be all end all? So actually like with my boyfriend, I was like, oh, like I'm really into like taking all these tests. What are your love languages? Like, he, like um, cause I know that mine is quality time. And he goes, I don't believe in them. I was like, what? And he's like, well, yeah, I mean like, I." I just think that everyone needs a bit of each of them. And so he's like, why would I like take this test and like, um, and like 
basically make it so that like only one is emphasized when I can like show you love through all of them and so I think like yeah kind of hearing that I was like that's kind of true um, does your boyfriend work in PR <laughs> that's, no, he's, that's in, a, he's, um, he's in mental oh. health <laughs> that's incredible okay yeah. no I I I I value, I value that a lot. I used to be really against, I think it was more important for my, my partners to, to, to feel like, oh, like your love language is that. And this is how I can kind of operate around that. But no, I get that too. Like you don't want to be, have a, a paper test, like tell you like what, you know, what's what and how you can love your partner. Oh yeah, def. Yeah. But like I said about all these other self-assessments, it's not necessarily like I'm like for mine, my top two are access servicing gifts. But that's not like, it, it's not just access, service, and gifts. Like, I, I do like to be shown love and give love through quality time and uh, words of affirmation and, you know, what's the other one? Physical touch. Yeah, physical touch, physical touch, yeah, yeah, um, But it's crazy because my boyfriend, too, we're, we have different love languages. But I think it's very important to know because, for example, like, one of my very strong love languages is gifts. But it, let's say his was like really, really low. I feel like I'm showering him with so much love because I'm getting him like all these things, but he doesn't really feel the love. And I'm here like, I got him all these things. Why isn't he reciprocating it? Or why doesn't he like, and he, maybe he was this hypothetical situation, but what if he was like, oh, you don't spend enough time with me. I don't feel loved. And here I am like, I'm getting you all these things, but that's just not how he receives love. So that's why I think it's important. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, I don't think your highest one and it's like limited to just that one, but I think it's good to know because so for him, it's words of affirmation, which that's my lowest, right? It just really doesn't come naturally to me, but I'm like actively really trying hard to show my love through words of affirmation because I know that's how he receives love the most, the best. That's how he feels love. So although it's a struggle for me, it's like me sacrificing how I normally express love to match the way he receives and him vice versa. So it's so you're getting some gifts coming soon is what you're saying. I hope he's listening. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, one one more, one more. This is from our boy AO, Big Poppy Aaron Ansaris. He says dating and diet. How to date a vegan versus a vegetarian versus an omnivore. Which I think <laughs> this is on all this is <laughs> An omnivore, it sounds like a fucking dinosaur, but I, I see this on all dating profiles, is right? If you're vegan, you're like, hey, I vegan preferred, or I'm a vegan, like, please consider that. Um, I love to eat. We all love to eat in this, in this uh, FCFC recommend circle here. But um, yeah, I've never had to date anyone with truly different dietary restrictions than, than, than me. How do you guys feel about we should address that as we, as we go on this journey to stop being fuckboys? Well, I am anti-veganism, so that is my answer. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, we still love you, vegans. Sponsor the pod. They call their pod Poogle yeah. Pod for a reason. Yeah. Let's fucking get it. I, I solely work out so that I could eat. That's why I work out, so I could eat. Mm. That's it. That's it. And let's be honest. Like, our Korean parents and grandparents aren't really going to cater to your fucking veganism absolutely they're not. cooking what the fuck they're cooking for the holidays and you're gonna eat it or you bring your own shit exactly i will say and i note that and i, I see that 
but I think Asian food is fairly easy to make vegan. Absolutely like, not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Koreans <laughs> love root vegetables. Like that's what yeah, our real so foundation is on on Korean. Bro, food. the the history of fucking panchan is that we can't we couldn't afford to eat the fucking shit of, of we didn't have rice or fish or meat to eat. So like we're boiling roots in water. We're putting shit underground. We're getting kind of like swifty out here so we can try and understand like what we can actually eat right so mm. i get it i think that's a root thing like there's all these korean buddhist monks who just make like root vegetable stuff shout out chef's table i i yeah. dated a i dated that. i dated a vegan wait vegan nah she might have been vegetarian but she had never eaten meat in her whole life so she was raised that way um wow. she, it wasn't like a by choice thing um so yeah those years were a bit difficult at times um but i think that like uh, you know uh, it's sort of why is this person like what is their do they have an agenda you know i think that a vegan and a non-vegan can get along i think they can be a happy couple if like one isn't trying to impose how do we such go things to Laurie's, though but <laughs> no i mean but like those type of people if you're like if, if they're Those in it for themselves <laughs> no if they're in it for themselves they're in it for themselves is a choice that they made and it's not like about imposing their their viewpoints onto you or trying to get you to switch depending like, they'll on go your to, vegan they'll they'll go to Lori's with you i mean she went with me everywhere she would like eat fucking because she was sometimes. still vegetarian she hadn't fully you know she didn't gone all in yet mm. fair enough I, I will say like if there's a time to date anybody with like dietary restrictions it's like now you know because i feel like so many restaurants cater to that now i don't know what people used to do 10 years ago like i feel like now wherever you go there is a gluten-free option and they have those leaf icons next to all the vegetarian <laughs> options you know what i mean so it wasn't really a thing like uh, i guess it was 10 years ago like 15 yeah. years ago it wasn't a thing yeah <laughs> yeah so interesting Spice, any more any more good questions on there? We're gonna save the rest for a separate IG story, but um, yeah, no, that's it for now. The other ones were like people were like AC was like Josh Spice is just gonna ghost you, which was I thought pretty. I funny. saw that. I saw that. And break your heart. Yes, and break your heart. Mm. No, that's, that's, that? inco that's incorrect. Incorrect. <laughs> we love. We it's love a pattern. Emotion. It's a pattern. It's a pattern. Uh, let's move on to recommendations. Let's do it. Uh, Spice Slim, do you guys want to kick it off? Mine's a really weird one because I can't really think of anything. I just got into a TikTok hole. Uh, and, and then I just saw people like doing like Omegle singing reactions. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> and like, yo, like how like shocked and happy these people looked just made me happy. So I went into like, oh. I like watched that shit for like 30, 40 minutes. It was terrible. <laughs> and amazing at the same time. <laughs> so Fra shout out my guy francis carroll i love you you chubby little good singer <laughs> that chubby little good singer <laughs> <laughs> terms of endearment oh uh, one uh, of the love languages ladies are you ready with recommendations i am um well speaking on this like topic of relationships there is a great stand-up comedy special on Netflix called Jigsaw by Daniel Sloss. Um, he, he's talked about how many um, people he's gotten to break up and how many divorces he's caused with this stand-up. So 
It's great. It's really great. Um, and I just want to share one more. I found this like artist. His name is Rodney Crumb, and he just came out with a album called Queer Pressure, and it's really good. So mm. check him out. Love that. I got one. It's short. It's direct. I have a recommendation. Don't ever get on a boat at 6 p.m. <laughs> to Catalina Island. That's my recommendation. She threw up. <laughs> that is my recommendation. And make sure, make sure if you're going to get on the boat at 6 p.m., drink lots of water or else you'll be vomiting solids. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. For future boat rides, keep a little pepperoncini on you and you drink the juice when you're feeling seasick. Oh, what? That's well, called that answering before. a recommendation with a recommendation. That's a Bye-bye. recommendation suplex. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> She go have a little bottle of pepperoncini in her purse. <laughs> Amazing. Mr. Spice, you got a recommendation for the people? Um, I'm going to recommend a Korean soup place first. It's once again, Chontong's Halongtang. And um, that's yes. there right there on Western, right next to BCD. Dewey's knows it well. Um, it is my favorite soup place in the damn world. And my friends are just coming to visit from New York. And, uh, I asked them if they want some Korean soup for breakfast, and they said yes. Yeah. So we all went at like 9 a.m., and it was beautiful. So Chontong Salangtang, get the Chontong Salangtang there, and it's beautiful. They have good Kalbitang there as well. Dweez and I and Young Dweez and uh, big, 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 uh, big Young David went there after our uh, Leon trip to Mexico when our stomachs were just blasted by all the salsa and, and meat and tortilla for five days. So um, it, was, it was a bomb. It was a lifesaver. Wait, it's called Chontong Salangtang? Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. Oh. Yeah. So it's right there next to BCD on Western. I think it's been there since like 84, Spice, 83. Yeah, it's from the 80s. I'm not sure when, but yeah, it sounds about oh. right. I, uh, we, we, this is a peek into real adult stuff. Uh, we were like doing our taxes and we were looking at like there were different restaurants you can, we ate at in the last year. And Jilintong Silintong was like, I think the most volume, like not the most dollar <laughs> amount, but the most times we went oh, there word. and it's actually oh, yeah. really nice for outdoor dining. I'm not super into like how crammed a lot of the outdoor dining places are like oh, next to yeah. a sidewalk. It's all, but they have these a big open tent, nice, a lot of space. So I co-signed Josh's recommendation on that. Could I, could I give one movie rec before you go? Nah, no, please nah, too. You, nah. you got two. <laughs> go Fuck that, bro. My movie recommendation is... <laughs> Fuck, Sam. It's Space Sweepers <laughs> on Netflix right now. I just watched it the other day. It's a Korean, the first big Korean sci-fi epic. It's about space. And uh, there's a robot involved. And there's it, like a, it's an international cast, but the Korean um, characters are the kind of core story element of it. So, and all of them have like the translation piece. So everyone speaks in their own language. And um, man, it's just crazy. Mm. Man. We're all fighting for like, representation here and there the best we can do and i'm like man these motherfuckers just going to space like we're just so concerned in america about like man it's like the new show kung fu gonna be too like fucking racist and trope trope (laughs) actually promote but like the korean meanwhile in korea they're just going to like fucking mars and building cool rovers and stuff so yeah shout that out watch um space sweepers it's definitely worth the watch space sweepers 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 i love that so I don't normally recommend or promote uh, probably enough of my friend's work on on the pod, but uh, my girl, a good friend, former roommate, 
great musician, creative individual. If you like music and art that sits kind of at the intersection of like humor and like weird weirdness, like confusing this, like I don't know how to react. If you like art that makes you like kind of travel a different path, some left field shit. Mm -hmm. uh, my girl Bambina released a new song today called mm -hmm. I'll Be Your Guy. And it's directed sort of as a kind of co she's got several other music videos now on her new project. She used to be in a band with my little brother, young Dweez called breakfast. And um, it's great. Like she's really finding her own as an artist, I think. And I have a feeling this video is going to do really well. It was released today, but the guy who directed the video is like kind of my second recommendation. And what I would say for people to look up on YouTube is Dan straight D A A N S T R E I T. The boy, Dan is an incredible, incredible director of music videos he's got several rap videos with like murder beats lil pump Sheck west zach villery shakewell charlie xcx baths he did one with diplo but um he's done all the bambina videos as well and he's just a good a, you know good friend of my brother's i've always respected his stuff and kind of a lot of the people i know are involved in these and they're just incredible videos they're like really funny and i know he's got a, a really big one coming out soon so take take a look at his work it's some weird if you're looking for it's something so a little different yeah. if you're looking for something a little different if it's not your vibe you want the straightforward pop shit or something on the mainstream maybe it's not your go ahead but if you want to get a little weird you're in quarantine you're getting bored check this out it's good music it's good videos it's it's good art so check it out all right and before we go girls ladies did you guys want to drop your uh instagram handles or the pulgogi pods you know how they can hear you guys and follow y'all yeah um yeah check out our podcast it's called pulgogi podcast um on instagram it's pulgogi.podcast and yeah we just go on there we talk about our current lives in our 20s uh, much younger than all y'all. <laughs> yeah, playing, playing. Um, but yeah, just like what dating is like during these times. We talk about like growing up Korean American and yeah, all the stuff in between. So yeah, check us out. Did you drop the handle? Yeah, it was at Prugogi.podcast. Oh. <laughs> Guys, any any final thoughts? Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank y'all. This has been another episode of the FCFC pod. Thank y'all for listening to us and being with us and sending us weird questions. And we love you guys. Bye. Yes. Good night. Good morning. We're out here trying to grow. We're trying to grow. Yes. FCFC. FC. FCFC. 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 FC. 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 FC